I've been to a lot of AA meetings, and I've never gotten a meal. And I've never got to confess that I love God. So, um, so we have Christian recovery. It's uh, based on the 12 steps. Tuesday night. Tuesday night we have Alpha. We've only done two weeks so far, so there is time to jump in. What time is Alpha, Paul? 6 p.m. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's never even been to it and he got to it quickly. No shame in this game as long as somebody knew it. And we start out with, guess what? A meal. Wednesday nights, you got the night off to be with your family. Thursday night is ladies' night. What time is ladies? 6.30. 6 30. Oh, I thought it was 6.15. 6.30. Give or take. Okay. It's called Why not? friends, not being weeks. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's Debbie. She's waiting. So. What? All right, if you're a woman and you want to go to women's study, just show up sometime between noon and midnight on Thursday and talk to somebody if they come in. What if I grow my hair out? What if I grow my hair out? Um, it's still the goatee will be offsetting. The buyer's always open. Yeah, they're a little bit more sensitive. The men's group doesn't care if you have a goatee. The women's group do. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't, I don't run it. Um... So Thursday night is the latest group. It's, what's the stu study called? Believe? Believe. Believe. Befriend. Befriend. Believe. I thought it was believe. Nope, it's befriend. So befriend. befriend. And it is a fantastic. Who can tell me 30 seconds on what, what you guys do? We're just learning about um, friendships, basically. How to be a friend, how to make a friend. Is real friendship too risky? We live in a world where real friendship is hard to find. Jesus models a much richer version of friendship. The series outlines principles for befriending those around us with the love of Jesus. Learn what it means to be a good friend in, in an age of judgment, isolation, and fear. And instead of it being lower level, we're upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah. Um, but if you show up in the building, it's not big enough. Um, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock, if you are a man, you don't have to have a goatee. But if you are a man, it is highly encouraged that you come. There are things that men need to study and need to learn about being a man that make a difference in how we handle the world. Um, I've gone through this thing two or three times already. This is my third or fourth time. And I'm still, we're on our second on our second lesson, and it is still kicking my tail. It's still bringing realizations to my life and places that I can that I can grow. Details in my life have changed. Details in our lives change all the time. Guess what starts next Sunday? Going up there. Next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Come down to Kaiser Salarama. We've got a home dinner of a deal for you at Kaiser Floyd. <laughs> Oh, because it's a Ford? At least, at least the tailgate's heated. We're good. Especially not on Sunday mornings. You can't sell cars in the state of Wisconsin on Sunday. It is illegal. So, actually, we are starting. Um, we are going to take over upstairs. So, um, 
River of Life is having their final service tomorrow. Um, if you've been part of River, they would like you to come, celebrate here, and then uh, they're, they're going to Dino's. And they're going to just kind of have a, have a meal or something or, or something. Go Dino's! Uh, so, so if you've been a part of River, you're welcome to go. Um, for those of you who have not been part of the, are part of River, I want you guys to pray for these folks. Uh, this is a really hard time. I know that a lot of people have been talked about to and fro, up and down, forward, backwards, and it's tough. When your church closes, it's not easy. Um, so it'd be great to they all find whoever is not going to continue worshiping here with Torn on Sunday mornings. It'd be great that they find a place to worship, uh, a home where they can learn the, the scriptures, a place where they can grow spiritually, emotionally, um, mentally, and just get to that place, right? Because right. that's what we're called to do. Um, you want to bring it up here? Yeah, speaking of prayer, um, I mentioned this before, but we have a 21-day uh, prayer campaign. This is designed for Alpha, but especially now what we're doing, a lot of changes are going on in our church, a lot of changes we're going to make, and um, it's, a, it's a good idea to start praying. Um, this one here, like I said, is for Alpha. Yeah, you guys got one? No. Nope. I them out before. So. Um, I will make some more and bring them next week. Well, are you done? Paul, are you done? right now. What's that? So another thing about prayer, one of the things we kind of tailed off of, and I don't know why, other than I'm just going to go with I'm blonde. And we're going to do prayers after church. So Yvonne and Deb will pray in that room if you are in need of prayer. Uh, just check them out. Obviously, it's free. But it's something that we're going to do. Um, grand opening for Torn. Open house, kind of, uh, we're going to have a, a soiree afterwards. We'll have a special service on the 24th of April. So bring your family, bring your friends, bring everybody that you know. Anybody that, uh, I don't know, doesn't scream real loud when you drag them down the street. <laughs> so that is what day? The 24th April 24th, okay, excellent. We're having a yard party. Well, service is at 1015. So we'll have a special service, and then we're going right out to the yard. And we're going to have bouncy houses, cookouts, music, uh, faith painting, prayer, all kinds of fun stuff. I need to put together a committee of people who will handle those details with me. What about faith painting? What about it? I said faith painting. All I heard was bouncy house. Oh, then you checked out. Yeah. Bouncy house, bouncy house, bouncy house. Hey, a lot of us are like that. Um, yeah, so we're just going to need a lot of prayer, a lot of help. A lot of things are happening all in a big, great big hurry. And together we can get through it. And more than get through it, we can be champions in it. Amen. Something I would like to bring up is come spring, Orleans has a um, citywide 
Did you know you can put stuff in there and, and it'll ring the alarm and tell you when when you're supposed to do something? Did you know that? What's that? Or when you're supposed to wake up? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a, a multitude, a plethora of things that that little calendar can do. And yet we still miss stuff in this day and age. <clears throat> How many of you got stuck doing stupid stuff and missed the important stuff? Amen to that. I am Captain Jackaround. <laughs> I'm a squirrel chasing, blonde-headed freak that I heard him talking earlier today about the uh, I was, I was, uh, I was listening to somebody earlier today, and they were like talking about somebody that they know and love, and they're like, "Yeah, they're a professional starter. Lucky I'm the finisher," and so they worked out really well together. But um, Sarah's got a full-time job and works like a lot, and so I can, I get lost in transit, in route to what I'm doing. Like I'm going to do this thing. Then there's a piece of junk on the ground, and I walk over there and I pick up that junk, and then I see a tree over here, and then that thing over there, and then I'm standing in the middle of the yard going, what am I doing? What am I doing over here? Like, it's a beautiful day for a walk around the yard, I guess. It's terrible. Just moving in, just moving into the house. I have a garage full of my stuff that came from my house. And you would think it would be pretty easy. I also have a room down in the basement and I'm moving into an office. I've been there six months. The place is a sty. My wife and I finally went down there. Well, we have three dogs that have helped break stuff and eat stuff and, you know, scatter stuff. But I'm not, I can't blame the dogs, right? Because it's me. If I would have had to put away a dog, wouldn't have got to it. <laughs> But boy, howdy, I tell you what, I'm doing a garden as well. So now all of a sudden I see a lighter or I see a candle or I see something. And oh, I better go check the seeds. And I'm, and I'm off over checking the seeds. And then I, I get done in the seeds after a half an hour. And I go upstairs and I sit down. And I'm like, seems like I'm missing something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to clean the office. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible because I try and pack, I try and pack so much stuff into my life that I miss the stuff that I need to do sometimes, or I'm I'm left just like ah, freaking out. I got four minutes to get to church because I told somebody I'd be there. Missing, I'm late. I hate being late. If you ever want it, if you ever want a good laugh, you can pray for patience and you can pray for God to help you with uh, other people being late. Oh, I hate it. My, my mom raised me that if somebody is late, that means that they don't give a tar about your life. Those people don't care about you. Look how late they are. They obviously don't care about your time. So I grew up like that. And so tithing was it's like, oh, yeah, now I'm late a lot. And it's terrible because every time I am, I drive myself nuts. I yell at me. Time keeps ticking and days keep slipping by. Any of you guys getting younger? Every day that goes by, it's like one more day that I didn't get things done, one, one, more close, one day closer to, to glory. Uh, some people, unfortunately, talk about one day closer to dirt. 
Um, time's going to keep going. God is the only one that is real on time and space, which is really trippy. If you're anything like me, I was a, I was a philosopher of sorts. I would just have these beautiful talks in my brain and with other people, and it was just like, we could just like talk about stuff like all day long. Like, you know, if the universe, if the universe is square, you can literally tell somebody to go sit in the corner, and they would go sit in the corner of the universe, and then they would know where they are, and it's okay. So wouldn't that be great? Huh? Of course. <laughs> But life keeps ticking. Days keep slipping by. What are we doing? What are we doing? No getting around it. What happened there? Yeah, you're right. I'm going to do it after this. So no getting around it. There are only... 8,760 hours in a year, 525,600 minutes in a year, 24 hours in a day, 7 days in a week, 365 days in a year, 31,536,000 seconds in a year. No matter how you slice it, no matter what you do, that's what you got. Period. Exclamation point. You are not going to add to that number. That is finite. What are you going to do with your time? What are you going to make time for? See, this crazy thing in life, some of us haven't been taught how to be intentional about living life. And so we float and we drift. And we do things and we get by and, and it seems like sometimes I'm a failure and sometimes I'm a champion. And, and somehow that, that, that equates to how I'm living my life and the things that I'm doing in my life. It quantifies or qualifies me as a failure or as somebody who's good in how I spend my time and what I get done in my days. 33 this morning talked about how we are how we are judged as being men by what we consume versus what we create. So if our lives are spent consuming everything that this world has, just gobbling up and working for the next thing, that's all we do, that's it. What are we doing? So I'll pray and we'll get started. So Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for... We thank you that you have built the box, and we're in it. And the box is infinitely large. It's vast. It's greater than anything we can think, dream, or imagine. And you've placed us inside of this beautiful thing and put us on this sphere that spins around. And it spins around something else, and something else spins around something else. And when any of these things get out of whack, they're chaos. But Lord, you, you've created us perfectly and wonderfully. And uh, unfortunately, since Adam, we've been going the other direction. So, Father God, I ask that you would join us tonight, that you would help us to interpret this word, whatever it is that you're calling us to, whatever we're supposed to get out of it. Would you bring forth that revelation in our hearts and in our minds?
Whether you are young or old, it is time to get intentional. If I know that I have five years left to live, is that a good time to be intentional or should I just not give a rip around and stink to do and go do what I want? Time to be intentional. What if, yeah, what if I wanted to be intentional? What if there are things in this life that I want to get done? that I just know that I, I need to get done. Like, I want to see my nieces and my nephews. Praise God my nephew's here tonight. Love that kid. But I have other nieces and nephews, or other, yeah, nieces and nephews. And they have kids. And I want to see them. And I haven't seen them for a while. I want to, I want to make sure that Torn Church, because God called Torn here to Portage to make a difference, in his name in this city so i want to make sure so i have to get intentional i'm not saying that there's not some time to just do what i want to do like run around go ride a mechanical bull or jump from an airplane again i don't know swim with the sharks whatever i'm not saying there's not time but is that not being intentional if i were to schedule those things and make things actually happen and fit in so what's important? What's importance first? So what's the most important thing in your life? Truthfully, and don't give me the Christian answer because we're sitting in church because I don't care. Okay, that's a good one. What else? Family. Family, that's a good one. My boyfriend. Your boyfriend? Okay. How about this one? And I told you not to give it to me just because we're here. But what about G-O-D? Yeah, you know me. You got what you owe, dude. <laughs> right? It is. Isn't that what they said? No. They said, oh, buddy. Yeah, I know. Letters are all there. But what about God? So if we put if we put faith in God first. Everything will fall into place. Uh, will it? Yes, it will. It's a great answer. And I agree with you, but if that were the truth and that's what we believe, then why don't we do it? Riddle me that, Batman. There's always challenges involved with faith. There is, absolutely. And it's a struggle. It can be really hard to maintain your faith in this crazy world because Satan makes things shiny. Didn't you remember I told you yeah, about chasing, chasing shiny things around my yard and I, I'm, all of a sudden I'm over there and I'm supposed to be over there? <laughs> I, can't, I think I'm over there. I don't even know what I'm doing over there. Right? Shiny stuff. Raccoons chase shiny stuff. They love shiny stuff. I think that's part of raccoons. So it's time to be intentional. So this is part of my, part of my, my plants. I just decided this year... I finally, I, I'm home. I feel like I'm home with a wife and children, and we have some some land. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to plant a garden. So I took this little picture, and I planted those little seeds. And some of those seeds were just little, like my my fingers. I can't grab just one, and I don't have tweezers to do just one. 
So I don't know how many things I'm going to get out of some of these bowls. Like it might be three or four or 12. I don't know. But those were just little seeds like 10 days ago. And then I'm like trying to figure out, okay, so I got this garden. And I want chickens. I really want chickens because I want to butcher them. And I want eggs. Right? Like raise them up. No, it did not. That's food. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to raise them up, off of their heads, off of their feathers, take off your guts, put them on, put them on a stove, cross your plate, and we say, "Amen." Thank you, Lord, for the food. Thank you, chicken, for your life. Thank you, chicken, for the eggs, and we move on. Right? That's part of life. That's not dark. It's life. Where do you think your chicken nuggets come from? Okay, chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets don't come from chicken. Why? Some people still believe they are. Maybe they do, but. Maybe they don't. Chicken party. <laughs> right. Right. So the deal is, the deal is, is that because God is first in my life, he is above and beyond my wife. Above and beyond my wife. I cannot hold her above God. Otherwise, I make her an idol and I put her in a very bad place. Your boyfriend, you put him above God? Don's bill. That's H to the Izzo. And so, God has to be first. And so God called me to Portage to plant this church and to feed his sheep. So what I do, everything that I do has to be focused in on God. I've got to get to this, this laser focus where God is central to my very existence. If I find times where I'm putting myself above God, or I'm putting other people above God, that's when I'm out chasing squirrels. Or chasing shiny stuff. Yeah, I forget what I chase. But <laughs> not hurt anyone. Right. Right. <laughs> unless, it, unless it's hers. Um, so why why would I plant the garden? How does that do anything with anything? You know, 185 dozen chickens? Because you guys can't eat that many eggs. But the chickens are going are gonna, to are gonna do eggs, and, and then I'm going to give the eggs to Riverhaven and to whoever needs them. And we'll eat some. And when, and when the seeds grow up, we get the garden. And now we get to take people and we get to show them how to garden. We get to start canning. We get to start having stuff so that wherever we decide, who, whoever God is leading us to, they're not going to be hungry. And so if I, if I feed, if we feed, then are we doing what God has called us to do? How important is it? Because that takes a lot of time. I've probably six hours and all I got is that. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And I, and I got more money than those plants right there will ever bring back. I'm upside down in this deal. Uh, there, there's some application where you can just fill it out and then tell me how much you'll give me so that I can get it right side back up. But the deal is, I had to take some time. I had to take some time. We had to buy the grow lights. And I'm growing vegetables this time. 
Okay, what happens when what happens when we live life intentional to God first and we follow that down? What is what does Jesus Christ call us to do? Matthew 28, 19, and 20. This is the, the Great Commission, it's called actually. Matthew 28, 19, and you don't have to turn to it necessarily. But in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it says, Go forth and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And then it says, Teaching them to obey the commandments, my commandments. Which one? From Matthew, Matthew or Luke? 28, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. That's right. Right in there. And I, I just slammed that with emphasis, not to feel bad, but just because I'm like, boom, right there. So, how do these things go together? We're talking about seeds, squirrel chaser. We're talking about intentional squirrel chaser. We're talking about Jesus walking and proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom. And then we talk about go forth and make disciples. How does this all tie together? It ties together because if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a call on your life. And if we don't start getting intentional, we're going to find out we're chasing the world again. I, for one, do not want to go back there. Although I could say that I had fun in my pursuit, and when I look at the damage that I did to my life and the lives of those around me, I do not want to go back. I do not for anything. So I have to get intentional at some point in my life. So Matthew 13, 1 and 2. I brought up that other, the Luke verse, because I want you guys to see that Jesus, who is our example in life, brought his disciples teaching them. Okay? So that's, so are you there, Matthew? Yeah. All right. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. What does a sower sow? Crops. Seeds. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Seven and eight. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them out. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. What in the sand getting up are you trying to get at? We have a job to do. We have a mission to do. Foreign church, Christians. Why are we bringing this up now? Because we're about to kick off. God has blessed us with this building, and now we get. To, we thought we were going to lose our place to worship. But instead, we gained another opportunity to have a different service. I believe that to be God's blessing on, on us. 
And so it's really, I don't like the fact that rivers closing at all. But it is what it is. And, and it happens sometimes. I love what God is doing. And it's important for this church to maintain our focus on God, to be laser focused on the Lord. Absolutely nothing above God. Nothing. How, what do we put above God? Nothing. What? Nothing. You don't sound very enthused. Let me nothing. nothing. Thank you. Nothing. <laughs> nothing about God. And once we're there, then he brings these blessings in the forms of things to keep our attention and more so to be part of something greater than we ever thought we could be. When we're lost in the world, we find our value in nothing. There's so much pain in doing the things that we're doing, chasing the world. Even if they're even good things, they only last for a moment. And that moment is quick. How many, who can remember how many seconds in a year? Something like that. I think you're, I think you're the closest. I think you're closest to the number of jelly beans in the jar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's only so much time in this thing called life, and we have a mission to do in Christ. And if we're not intentional about what we're doing, we're going to drift back the other way. We're going to start wasting those days and those hours and those minutes and those years, and eventually our lives. And have we really given our lives to Christ if we can't put him first? Have we really? Because if it's still about me and the things that I can achieve on my own, then is that faith? How much faith do I need to go down to the quickie mart and get a job and buy, buy whatever I can get for whatever my pay is? Anybody can do that. Jesus Christ didn't need to die so I could work at Quickie Mart. If that's where he wants me to work, then that's where he wants me to work. The point is getting intentional. Getting intentional to follow God. What has been the caption on the top of all these scriptures? All the way through here, there's been something up on the top. What is my role in what is your role in all this? You see, because I never thought I had value, and I certainly couldn't see my value in the kingdom of God. I had, people like me had no place. And I don't know where you've been or what you've been up against in your life. But you didn't have to be this person or that person to feel unworthy, amen? So it doesn't matter whether you come from the gutters or you come from Beverly Hills. Until you find God, you're just chasing after the wind. And it's gone. Right? You reach out and you grab for it, and as soon as you grab for it, it's gone. And so how do you find definition in yourself when everything that you grab for is just gone? I've had the brand new trucks. I've had the brand new motorcycles. I've 
done a lot of the crazy stuff in life. It was a 2013 rusty truck. The copper windows came off, and so we just threw it in the back of the truck. <laughs> I have a, a 20, 30-year-old motorcycle. Um, I praise God because I have a beautiful, incredible wife and an incredible family, but it's only, it's only from God. That is a gift from God that I have that. But I need, I need to be intentional. I need to focus on God and, and the true blessing to be able to hold my wife. Something I dreamed of. I never, 18 years, basically, I was single. 18 years. I got married once in there. It lasted five months. I'm telling you that is still single. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not good. So, so what's your role in all this? What? is your role in all of this what is the part you're playing as Torin gets up and gets going what is your role in it what's your role in the kingdom of god what's your role as a christian can you plant the seed can you water a seed can you get the dirt ready what are you doing trying to find your way amen and i pray that you find the lord i don't know where you're at michael but we'll, we'll talk because you matter I don't, I don't care where you've been. And I don't care what you've done. It doesn't matter to me. Your heart and what God wants to do in you and through you is off the chain, bro. Like nothing you even said at dinner that you were a good welder. That ain't who you are. Because you're more than a welder. George is more than an HVAC guy. Right? What we do is not who we are, unless we're doing it for the kingdom and we're doing it out of the call, the very heart of what God has placed in us. And that's why when we're doing the things, unless we learn to do all things as unto God, it feels so shallow, it feels so empty, it doesn't feel like anything. It's just a means to get what I want. And there's so much more life than just what I want. What I want ends me in the pits of hell. What God wants for me ends me in the kingdom of heaven if I pursue him. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 to 7. So if you are in Matthew, yep, grab from the right side of your book and flip it over to the left. It's right after John. Oh, you're probably there. Right after John, there's Acts, there's Romans, and then there's 1 Corinthians. If you're at 2 Corinthians, guess where it is? Right before it. Man. I don't know, Janet, where is it? Sorry. <laughs> you better be sorry for that one. Today. I'm going to pray, right? <laughs> you better. <laughs> I think we all need each other in a minute. <laughs> all right, so 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7. What then, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted Apollos. I planted. Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. 
So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. So you have a mission, but your mission is not to grow a Christian. Plant the seed, water it. God makes that happen. Through the miraculous and supernatural happenings of God, things grow. Christians grow. We plant, we water, God grows. So now how hard is it when God calls us to go out and, and love on people? What is my responsibility? What did they say in the, in the parable of the sower? Does it sound like everything was planted in those nice little planters like mine were? Or it sounds like you take a sack of seed and you... <laughs> right? Throw them out. Some are going to land on rocks. Some are going to land in good dirt. Some aren't going to get much for, for depth. They're going to burn up in the sun. Birds will come and peck them and eat them. How hard is that? I don't know if I can handle this Christian thing, man. That's pretty tough, man. Gotta throw stuff out, man. You know what I'm saying, man? I gotta, you know, I gotta throw that out. That's tough, man. But we convolute and confuse what Christianity is and what our role actually is in Christianity because we don't know. We haven't been listening. We don't pick up our Bibles. We don't do what we're supposed to do. It's not that hard. Read your Bible. Walk in faith. Do what he tells you to do. Move on. In the midst of that easy, easy stuff comes this amazing blessing. You know how blessed I am every time Terry comes down those stairs. Every time Steve comes down those stairs. What did I do? Nothing. I'm obedient as I can be to God. And God brings you here. Don't ever come to church for Pastor Fred. You come to meet God. Because in this place, in that word, lies the Father. The Father, the Father of life. Yeah, amen. Right, and, and who I am is not as important as who God is. Right, like, if we all learn to walk in obedience, if we all learn to walk in intentionality, I don't care, 8 to 80, deaf, dumb, or crazy. I don't care, the job is easy. Are you willing to step up to the plate and walk with the Lord? I can't wait for these kids. Come spring, and we can plant the garden out here, and they get to learn from Henry how God created seeds and water and soil and oxygen and all these things. It's all from God. And they get to chase it as the plants grow. And they get to pull weeds and learn what weeds do. And, and like, what's the point of them? What's the purpose of all this stuff? But guess what? God has called us, each and every one of us, to do things. Guess what happens on April 24th? You think pastor's going to go out and set out bouncy houses, do all the grilling, do all the face painting, do all the praying, and all that stuff? Nah. Nah. Not doing it. I need some help. Help, I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need somebody. Help. I can't, I can't <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 
But we have a mission here. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9. He who plants and he who waters are one. What's that say? Who plants? Jesus. We plant. That's the word. Who waters? We do. Oh, yes. You're right. He who plants and he who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. So we're working with who? Are we important to this thing? You are God's field. God's building. From the moment and before God created this world, he knew you. And he loved you. And he still loves you. All your faults, failures, and foibles throughout your entire life don't mean jack. They're part of what brought you to where you are. And your tests and the struggles and the trials in your life. I'm a pastor with two failed marriages. And God in his grace and forgiveness brought me the most incredible gift in the world. I thought I'd be single forever because I was putting on a little weight. You know, it's like my hair's got a couple more grays in there. I'm like, ain't no lady crazy enough to find this attractive. Right? And, and she didn't. She's like, oh no. But then God showed her my heart and what He's doing in my heart, and then she started buying me candy. She wanted me to get back to his heart, right? She bought me a big old bag of peanut MMs. Now, don't try this because I'm already married. I will like you a lot, but I'm not going to marry you. She's my one and only, okay, guys? So, but she knew how to get to my heart. God showed her Here you go, girlfriend. Because I love you, Sarah, and I know, like, he's a dork, but he's my dork. And, and so, so that may or may not be exactly how it went. You can check with her, because I'm blonde. I don't remember everything perfectly. Excuse me. If you're blonde in here and you're offended, I'm terribly sorry. Whatever. You say that every time. Hey, hey, you're the lucky one. Right? <laughs> so what you're saying... You could have ended up with another lady. What, what you're saying, if I'm correct, and here goes, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but you just threw a bunch of seed out there, and whatever sprung up, sprung up, I'll take that one. <laughs> we'll talk when we get home, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell it's smart here. I'm sorry already. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. If you'll submit yourself to the Lord and allow Him to build you, to grow you. But it takes some intentionality. We need to be devoted to God. He knows our hearts. He knows when we're struggling, wanting to chase things here and there. He knows it. He knows, and he still chooses to love us. 
So as we, as we move forward as a, as a church, what is it going to take to reach the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely with the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's going to take my nephew. It's going to take his girlfriend. It's going to take my wife. It's going to take Michael. It's going to take everybody in this room. Andrea? It's going to take all of us. And if we think that we can half-heart this thing and still come out with the same fruit, we need to work together. We need to hold each other up. You know, one of the beautiful things, even though it's difficult, they talk about the food, and we haven't called it a ministry yet, but we have people taking over my job. That's what I do. That's my thing. I love to cook. Absolutely love to cook, and they took it from me. Praise God, and thank you so much. You're welcome, but because, you still handed it off. <laughs> because, yeah, well, I handed it off. But Circumstances unbeknownst to anybody. Right. And so, so what that does is that frees me up to do what God has called me to do, and I don't have to do that part. But you know what? There's some of these people who just have a really kind, loving heart that might have other things to do. So they need, they need you to step up. If you think you're too old or too young or, or not smart enough or not good enough, <coughs> survey says, wrong answer. Lottie Dottie, everybody has a mission in the kingdom of God. You guys are that. And we're going to be preaching on family. We're going to be teaching on, on, on serving because we all need that. We all need, we all need to hear these things. We all need to hear those where we're needed. We need to figure it out because you are not living or being the best you until you are being the you that God created you to be. Right? I had a conversation earlier, and in my past, I ran. I always believed in geographical separation. So if I could just get far enough away from me and my actions, then I would change my behaviors. But somehow, everywhere I went, I ran into somebody who was just like me. So what I had to come to realize is it was me that had to change. Because the changed me sees life differently. I know people like me, and I can find us anywhere in town. I'm not challenging, I'm not saying whatever, but if you put me in the right place, I can get into a lot of trouble still. Yeah, 15 and a half years later, you would think I was a super sleuth, but I'm not. I just, I know that. I know that type. I know... I know all these things, but praise be to God that now I don't look and I don't see people trapped in that mess as a reason to become a mess. I see people trapped in that mess because I get to see how beautiful and wonderful these people are. I know one lady in particular, but somebody keeps telling me, oh my gosh, she's rough. I have yet to see this lady as rough. I've never seen her as rough. I've listened to her talk. Nothing. 
was starving to see through the eyes of the father for the father's heart because when your child screws up what does the father see oh yes some fathers are not very good fathers and they, they'll reprimand you a lot harshly but God the father sees you as the way he created you in his image he sees you for the beautiful thing that he created the goodness that's inside of you the goodness that just wants to come out and we just keep getting it stuck it like grabs onto a nail somewhere on the side of our hearts and it just won't come out but God says let me pull that out let me help you out but it takes us surrendering to the Father so that the Father's heart can be revealed in us and through us. Amen? Amen. Guys, I don't care where you've been or what you've done. I really don't. I really, really don't. I care about who you are. And I care about who God called you to be. I need you. The kingdom of God has called you because God wants you. Are you willing to submit and surrender your lives to God and walk into that? There's more blessing in surrender than there is ever is in the fight. And it doesn't mean that life's going to be perfect. So let me pray and we'll... Uh, before we go, Deb and Yvonne are going to be in the kids' room right after service. If you need prayer, they want to pray for them. If you're a prayer warrior and you want to pray with them, go on. But I guarantee you the strongest thing you will ever do today is receive prayer. Pray works. God works. Somebody pop that button and uh, I'm going to pray. And so, Father God, we thank you, Lord. We love you. Father, we are just completely enamored by your goodness, by your grace, by your love, by who you called us to be, even though we can't see it sometimes, Father God. So I pray that you would give everybody eyes to see and ears to hear the goodness and the glory of your calling on their lives, that they would know that they know that they know who they are, that they're loved, perfect, valuable, that they are more than they've ever seen looking in the mirror. So, Father, give us spiritual eyes to see that that, would, that that beauty would overtake what our physical eyes see. Lord, we thank you for your son Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.